am. Making sure I'm not on the microphone so it talks to me again. We have a new background, you guys. I hopped on and my computer was going dead and my phone. So I was like, okay. And the sun was shining in my eyes, so I'm like, okay, we're gonna adjust right here, so. Awesome, Melissa is here. We'll get started. To get connects. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Okay. I'm excited to talk with you today. I know. So and I'm like, sometimes I reach out and I'm like, how did I even come across these wonderful people? And sometimes I can track it down, and other times I'm like. I don't even remember. <laughs> so I don't remember either, but I'm glad I'm glad we're here. Yeah. Okay. And for everyone else joining, thanks for being here. How's your Thanksgiving, Melissa? <laughs> it was good. Yeah, we are here in with my husband's family. His um his sister has had been in prison for five years and she got out. So this was their first Thanksgiving that we all got to be with her. Um yes, and then many years so it was fun to have every all of his family together oh that's amazing i'm looking forward to the day i don't know if you heard any of my story but i'm looking for the forward to the day when my dad is back with us too so i can that's only cool. imagine that that was a grand reunion so so awesome thanks for sharing that okay and i don't know did you do any like black friday cyber monday stuff was it crazy sure i live <laughs> in a little town that has only one store walmart and so i <laughs> yeah. um i just like doing shopping on online that's usually how i've been doing it the last couple of years that we've been learning yeah here. how about you well even if you have stores around you it's kind of easier not to be there in yes that so okay we're just gonna hop in i'm gonna let you introduce yourself how you would like to and then we will get into your story okay i'll just do a brief introduction um i'm melissa i live in arizona I am married to my husband, Chris, and we have five kids, ages, um, my littlest just turned seven last week, and then uh, my oldest is 16. Oh, nice. So how and many, did you say how many? Five. five. Okay. Yeah, you made Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I mean, I can go, I could go into more details, but I'm like, <laughs> I think I'll get into all those details. So okay. maybe we'll just leave it, leave it at that. Okay. It sounds good. I think. Did you used to live in Hawaii? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we did. We lived there for a year. Okay. I was like, I, I think that's about the time that I discovered you somehow. So I'm like, I think it's coming back to me a little bit, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to let you take it away. And I'm sure she has some great things to share. Her and her husband do some great things with um, strengthening families and things like that. And I'm all about those things. So bringing Christ into our lives and into our families. So Go for it, Melissa. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And yeah, we did. So I grew up in Arizona and then in 2020, um, our businesses went um, virtual. And so we decided where, like if we could live anywhere because we did, can now, where would we want to live? And we both, my husband and I decided, let's go to Hawaii. So we moved to Hawaii for a year and had a, an amazing experience. And then when we <clears throat> felt like it was time to leave Hawaii, we ended up moving to my husband's hometown. So we've never lived here before. And we've been here now a couple years. So we, we lived in the city before um, 
in Arizona, but now we're living the country, a country life. So it's fun. Awesome. Um, okay. But a little bit of our story in a nutshell is, um, my husband and I, we met in college actually in this hometown. There's a little college here that I attended. My dad had actually come here to college and he always talked about how fun it, how fun it was just a small college. And I always thought, I think it'd be fun to go there. Cause it's, it's two, two hours, two and a half hours away from where I had grown up. So I was like, I feel like I could move away from home, but still be close. Um, if I wanted to come home on the weekend or something. So I ended up coming here to this little college and I met my husband, Chris, when we were here. And then we moved to, um, Mesa, which is moved basically back to where I, I'd grown up. And from the get go, we did not have a great marriage. Like I remember, like when we were dating, we felt so strongly like, okay, we're, we would make such a good couple. We would be such good parents. And we had, I felt like we were really strong. And then basically the day after we got married, maybe a couple of weeks, but not any longer than that, we were both like, what did we just do? <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't date very long. We didn't, we found that we didn't really know each other. Um, that well and we were just kind of questioning our decision and i was kind of stubborn and i and i said no like we just got married we're not gonna that would basically i was like that would be embarrassing to start going to counseling this was like 20 years ago i didn't know anyone that went to a counselor or yeah. anything like that um i was basically like that would be so embarrassing if we had to go see a counselor we've only been married like two weeks and yeah, I'm, and we're definitely not going to, like, get divorced. Like, we just had the wedding. Um, and so I just kind of buried my head to the fact that our marriage was not that good. And neither one of us were that um, happy. And things did get better, like, good enough where we felt like we wanted to, ha to have children. Um, and so we had, like, two and a half years later, we had a little baby. We had a boy. And then um, on his first birthday we announced we were pregnant with another baby. So they're about 18 months apart. And then, so we've been married about four and a half years and we had two little babies. And I, I mean, I guess they weren't both babies, but essentially they were both babies. There was an 18 month old and I had a newborn. Yeah. And Chris came home from work one day. I want to say newborn. I was, it was still like a truly, my baby, his name's Tanner. He's 14 now. He was, um, like two or three weeks old. And so we were still in the middle of that transition of newborn, newbornness where you're not sleeping and just the hormones and the recovery and, and all of that. Um, my husband came home from work and he said, I don't want to be married anymore. And it was of course devastating. Like I knew we weren't in a really great place right then, but I guess I just didn't fully understand, um, maybe where he was, he was at. I was a little consumed with, with other, with other newborn baby things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so he ended up moving out, um, you know, a few weeks after that. And we decided that to work on our marriage, it would be a good idea if we were separated for a little bit. And, um, so yeah, so we were separated for two or three months and ultimately I mean, this could be a very long story, but I'm going to make it not as long. We decided that we wanted to work, 
work on our marriage. We wanted to make it like last and we wanted to not just like get through the next however many years until our kids were grown but it was like can we make this marriage something like that we're really proud of and that was really fulfilling to to us and i had like some super cool experiences in in that moment i know this is the he's in my story podcast so <laughs> some um super cool experiences during that really challenging period where i just felt like i, I just Saw, like the god in the details of all of it like and i always get like so emotional about it but um like i felt so clearly during that that um that i could that i and this isn't the answer for everyone but it was the answer for me that i just needed to be like supportive that chris was working through some things and that if i could be like loyal to him then i then i it would work it would work out for us um and so and so that's what i did and i but i felt like if i wouldn't have had that experience it would have been really easy for me to to like i don't even know what i would have done because i had i had that um i did have that direction i felt like from god though like hey just stick with this like it's gonna be okay like you can like be loyal because i could have thrown i could have thrown like a a fit and been like i can't believe you're doing this to me like you know, and, and gone down that road, but I knew that that wasn't the right answer for us. Um, and then I also like stumbled upon this research during that time that talked about how when a marriage, it was, it was the statistic that I read, it said that when um, a couple is unhappy, that um, it was basically this big study and they tracked couples and they ranked their happiness and then they followed them like several years later. And the couples that rank themselves as extremely unhappy, those same couples five years later, 87% of them rank themselves as very happy. And so when I read that statistic, I knew, and maybe that was another God moment, like I knew that was us. Like I knew we could be that in that percentage. And it's a huge percentage. Like the majority of people would be in that, in that 87%, you yeah. know, margin. And that statistic was really encouraging for, for me because I knew it was a big number and that there was a good chance that that we could make this marriage like happy. And also we had only been married like, like four and a half years. That was basically more than double of the time we had already been married. And I was also was like, five years is such a long time though to like invest another five years. And then what if, you know, at the end of that five years, it isn't better, or it isn't more happy. Um, but I just clung to the fact that, no, I know we can be in this 87% of couples that, that find and make happiness in their marriage. And so, again, I could, actually, if you go to my Instagram, I have this story, um, this post that says eight or nine things we did to rebuild our marriage. I would, like, if you're listening here, I'm not gonna get into all of that. But there's like people ask me, well, what did you do to to rebuild your marriage? And I like, it's not an easy like, oh, we did this one thing yeah. and it transformed our marriage. It was a lot of time and a lot of work. We saw a marriage counselor, um, and I think just a belief in each other and that and that we could do it. And then if you go to that post, there's like some actual tangible things that we did. Like, I can't even remember. 
what I posted, but it's like, stop, stop keeping score about what things you're doing versus what things I'm doing. Like those type of actual things that you can, you can implement. So I'm not, again, I don't want to get into all those details, but that's a really great resource if you're wanting more details. That's awesome. Um, and then I guess I would say from there is, yeah, we, we decided to rebuild our marriage and it was a lot of work and we did. And I guess this leads to my next like phase of this story is, um, we, you know, fast forward four or five years, we had another three kids actually. Um, I had a little girl, we felt like our marriage was in a really good place. So we decided to have another baby. Um, a little over three years later, and then we had two more little kids, so five kids. And then one day, um, and our marriage and our family was was solid, like in a place we felt really good about. And one day, Chris came home from work again, and he said, um, this is a better ending, though, than that other one. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, hey, let's take our family through my process that I do for, for businesses, and which what he does for work, he owns his own business. He helps companies get clear on who they are and what they stand for and their message that they want to take out into the world. And I was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds cool. Like to do that with our family, like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we? And so we decided to take our family through his process and out, out of the process after we went through it with our kids and everything, Chris goes, Hey, I think we kind of like branded our family. And I was like, Oh, that's, cool <laughs> and from there like it was a it was a super amazing experience to be like what what is it that we do stand for like what do we want to be known for um and as our kids were getting older we realized we wanted to have a really strong narrative for them and really have them really understand what those things were mm-hmm. um one other bit of the story that i'll add here that is actually more of my husband's bit i guess i mentioned his sister uh, at the beginning of this live that she had has recently come out of a five-year um, prison sentence. He's also lost two brothers to suicide and addiction. And it was really important to us that we developed a strong narrative for our kids. Like, what do we want to be known for? Who is it that, that we are? Mm-hmm. And that was a huge reason why is because a lot of time, um, you know, family narrative is really important like what do you believe about your family and we wanted to give them um something really strong to hold on to about who they were and so that was kind of a huge catalyst for this work that we were doing as well so after we did that work where we felt like we had branded our family we uh, chris loved talking about it he would talk about it to everyone like in business and we got the opportunity to um do a couple of workshops with people that he knew in the business world and then um then i had this other moment this is another he's in my story moment where i felt like um i used to work as a nurse and as my little ones were growing up i think my youngest at this point was she was three two or three and i saw okay she's getting older like do i want to keep working as a nurse i had stepped back for a few years but i was like do i want to go back do i want to work as a nurse and um around that time i listened to a podcast that talked about building god's kingdom and how how important it is to know like your your part in it and um it just like really opened my eyes i was like i felt like the last few years we had been working on rightfully so like i think it was our our marriage was in a place where we had to focus on us and we were just surviving 
but I realized in that moment that we were at a place where it wasn't, I wanted, I was in a place where I could do more than just, I wasn't in a place where I was just surviving anymore. Like I could do more and I could do more to build God's kingdom. <laughs> and um, so I decided to start praying. I had this, as I had this question, like, should I go back to nursing or is there something else that I could be doing? Um, not a better use of my time, but basically is that, is that what I meant to do is to go back to nursing. Mm-hmm. And through this podcast, I started asking that question I was, as I was praying, like, how can I build your kingdom? And I had this super cool experience one day where I just felt like the way that I was, or what I was meant to do was to help build families. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do right now. Um, which it kind of, it was kind of a surprise to me because I'm like, well, I don't really have like a degree as a therapist or I don't really have like all these other credentials behind my name, these letters behind my name or anything. So like, how can, what does that actually look like? What does that actually mean? Like to build families. Um, but as we, as we've, I guess, gone in on that, like with full faith and full, like, okay, yeah, like I can do it. I feel like we were given these unique experiences of our marriage and our struggles and our um, just where we've grown to today as a couple and as a family. We've learned a lot and we've seen a lot and we have tools that I 100% think can help families grow closer together and help them figure out like, who do we want to be? What do we stand for? And I love sharing those tools with families because I think sometimes as families, we're just so, like, I was just talking to a mom yesterday. She's like, we're just so busy. She's like, I, we don't even have time to think about some of these bigger picture things. So I love being the voice for families. Like, what are these bigger picture things? Like getting out of the minutia sometimes of the day to day and looking broader because I feel like, yeah, we were meant to live these abundant, abundant lives and have these fulfilling family connections and relationships and sometimes they're hard to come by um and so i love having i love having a voice in the world for for families too um so we have a podcast that's where that idea of like how can we how can i build families where that led to was um, we have a podcast called the family brand podcast um and then we have a program a digital program and i just and then you know of course instagram and again i just love having that platform to talk about families how can we build stronger families so i guess that's that's basically my story in a nutshell i love that i love how you were talking about like well i just took some notes so at the beginning you were just talking about that big um percentage of 87 percent of couples that like feel like they're struggling 87 percent is quite the number like i was very impressed with that number So I just want to like echo what you're saying. Like it is possible, you know, to have a happy marriage, you know, it does take work and it's all the little things that measure up. I feel like for sure. So we've seen that in our marriage. I've seen it in so many other marriages and I just want to echo. It is possible if you are willing to put in the work to have a happy marriage. Would you agree? (laughs) I would agree. And I think, I think I'm realizing too, I think it's even us now and we have, I would say a, wonderful marriage we still have moments like the little days or you know a week or two where it's like we're just kind of in a funk and 
I think that that's normal. Like we're two human beings, like trying our best to relate to each other. And I think it would be easy to be like, oh no, like (laughs) our marriage is headed downhill, but it's like, well, what if it's just like this little funk that we're in and what can we do to get ourselves out of this, out of this little funk? I think date nights are super important, especially as you have kids and you get like so busy, like I was saying earlier, that's actually one of the number one things families say is we're just so busy. I think, you know, keeping the priority or having a priority to stay connected as a couple, whether it's date nights or, um, I, we love going out like on a, on a trip once a year, just he and my husband and I, um, just those little connections that you can maintain. I think that totally makes for a happy, happier, more likelihood of a happy and fulfilled marriage. Yeah. And take those opportunities. I think that's something I learned in my marriage. Like from the very beginning, we just felt like we didn't have the means to like go out and do things together. But when it got to a point where we were like, uh, this is hard, you know, like we're struggling. We realized the importance of it and we just made it work. You know, it was that important to us that we made sure we went on dates and things and we found a sitter. I remember the first time we went out because we felt desperately like we needed Mm -hmm. to go on a date and we were really nervous. Like we weren't around family. We were in college. And so we were just like, we need this so bad. So we need to find someone. And we found someone that we trust and loved and, you know, and it was so good to just take that leap, even though we didn't know, like we should not be paying for this. Like, you know, just do it because the blessings come and a way will be provided. So don't let money be the hang up or babysitters. That's, re- that's really a hard one because now we're in the, you're also have a little bit older kids now. So it's such a blessing when they yes. get older and you're like, Hey, we need to go out, you know? Yeah. But you're at, in at those, yeah. yeah. At those younger stages, like it's still possible and it's so important. So, yeah. Um, and I think I'd add, because I remember those, that stage where it's like, I desperately would like love a break, but it's like, ah, like the work that it requires to get the sitter and then to pay for the sitter and, you know, the money to go out to dinner and, or whatever you decide to do. Um, but I do, I love what you're saying, how there always is a way, like whether that's you find another couple friend and maybe you swap for just a couple hours and it's like, okay, you take my kids this weekend for a couple hours and you take yours and maybe you just go picnic at a park and you take food that you already bought at the grocery store. Um, it doesn't have to look any certain way. I think it's just that intention and also that time together, just the two of you. Yes. And something I feel like my husband and I have really felt a lot these last couple of years is like we are caught up in the day-to-day routine. Like, you know, you go to work, you come home, you do dinner. Like, it's just so normal. And so caught up, like we get caught up in the day-to-day and it's so easy. But that can get monotonous and it can get draining on both of us and our family. So it's just amazing, like, when you were talking about that we are part of building Christ's kingdom, when we have that in our minds, I feel like it's easier to not get caught up in the day-to-day. It's like, okay, why am I doing this, you know? Or what does he, what would he have me do today so that I'm not feeling like the strain? How can I show up for my family better? And things like that. So putting our mind in the right space, I guess. And sometimes that's hard because day-to-day can, like, you know, weigh on you. But I feel like when your mind is in the right spot and you are reaching out to Christ to guide your path and guide your day, 
every moment I think changes a lot too and helps. Yeah. And I think that's another one. Like when you have many little kids around and your, and your day is so busy, I think I'm always an advocate for a mom or a dad taking a minute, like however you can, whether that's why the kids are napping or before they wake up, which I know is if they're not sleeping, that's like almost an impossible ask to wake up before the kids, but finding moments in the day where you can just be with your own thoughts for a minute and your own, they have those moments where you're like, okay, how, how can I be guided today? Who can I reach out to today? But I think if we're so busy and our mind is otherwise occupied, it's sometimes hard to hear, hear the answers and hear those, those maybe little promptings or nudges. Take those moments. There's been plenty of times this last year. It's been kind of an interesting year for our family, especially me and my husband. You know, when your kids are younger, they don't really understand what's happening. They're just kind of there (laughs) going with the flow, it seems like. But for us, I feel like we have intentionally tried to make moments with each other where we needed to talk. And sometimes it was a couple hours. And sometimes I felt guilty for like spending those hours with my husband talking and discussing and things like that. And knowing my kids were probably running around crazy or banging on the door or watching TV. TV. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But because we have done that, I think we are setting the tone even for our kids watching us. Like they need this time, you know, to themselves or as like mom and dad discussing things because that's really important. So I don't know if I were to think about that, I think just letting go of like that guilt, it's really, really hard. But I think if we can let go of some things and um, make that time and be make our marriage a priority in things that um, it benefits the whole family, I feel like. So, yeah, and you're right, it is easy to be like to get into the that should well, I shouldn't be taking this time, I should be out with the yeah. kids, or I should be this or that. Like, yeah, that is overwhelming to, to always have that running in the back of your mind. So, I love what you're saying about that. Okay. Well, if anyone else is feeling that or knows how that feels, no, you're not alone because <laughs> Melissa and I are saying, you know, we've gone through this too. And it's important totally. to focus on where you need to focus so that your family can become stronger. So, um, Melissa, there's like a question that I usually ask. So, if it, and you've kind of touched on it, but if you have anything else to add after this question, yeah. that'd be great. If someone right now is struggling in their marriage or in their family relationships or anything like that, something that you have gone through, the feelings that you have felt, if they're going through that right now, what would you tell them to do? Like, what would you be your first advice? Okay, this is my first advice. Um, (laughs) Whatever comes to your mind. (laughs) Okay, this is what comes to my mind. And I think this might be in that, that I talked about earlier, my eight things we did to rebuild our marriage yeah. post in my profile. Um, and just going back to my own experience, I think for so long in our marriage, as we were struggling, it was easy for Chris to be like, well, if you would be do this, or if you would be that, then we would be happy. And same for me. I'm like, well, if you would do this or whatever, then our marriage would be better. Um, but I think the best work you can always do when it comes to like marriage or relationships is work on yourself. And 
I think that looks like, okay, I'm going to take 100% responsibility for where our marriage is today or where this relationship is, if it's a relationship with someone else. And and also take 100% responsibility to take it where I want it to go. Because I think sometimes in relationships, we just kind of let them happen and evolve in whatever way they're going to. Um, but I think anytime that we can work on ourselves and getting to a place where we are content and happy as on our own without, it's depending on what someone else is doing or not doing. Um, I think that just makes for a better, a better marriage and better relationships. Uh, yep. Focus on yourself for sure. Okay. I lied. One more question. Okay. Do you think you could, could have made that 87% club, we'll call it, <laughs> without Christ being in the midst of it? Would it have been harder? It would have, I, it would have 100% have been, have been harder. Because like I mentioned, I, there, we had so many like little nudges along the way of God, just like Christ speaking into like our next step and our next evolution. And um, I know, and I know there's people in that 87% that maybe don't yeah. have Christ in the picture. And I, so I know that it is possible, yeah. but for us, it was, it made it so, so much easier and so much smoother. Yeah, I would imagine so too. But I was thinking there are, it's always possible, right? But when we do have the help of the Lord, it's, I think it is smoother. That's a great word. So, well, thanks for sharing your thoughts and your feelings and your testimony and your love for the family because I am right there with you. We all need, especially nowadays, I feel like we're just like, come on, families, you know. We're rooting for it. So, so thank you so much. And maybe I will reach out and grab your husband for a story down the road because I'm like, oh, that would have been fun to have them on together. But okay. I'm keeping yeah, you in mind for the future. So. Love that. Thank okay. you for having me today. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye.